And y'all let me know that you can see it. Uh-huh, we can see it. All righty. And so um, do I kick it off or Carla, should I kick it to you? I'm pretty sure. I can kick it off um, and introduce you to everybody. Um, so most of you have been here a few minutes, had a few chances to talk to Tori, um, but I'm excited to introduce our speaker today. Um, she is my boss, so I'm going to hype her up, um, not just because I should do that for my own sake, but I do actually <laughs> like her and think she has a lot of awesome information to share with you guys. Um, so just some information about her um, and her background. Um, Tori Thomas joins the United Way of Northwest Louisiana as Vice President of Resource Development, um, so she is our VP. Tori is a Shreveport native, and she brings a diverse background of nonprofit leadership, including work in foundations and grant-making organizations, fundraising, program development, and management, so a wide range of skills. She graduated with her Bachelor of Science in Mathematics from Northwestern State University. After graduating, she started her nonprofit career at Shreveport Green as an AmeriCorps crew leader. She then relocated to New Orleans to assist with the Greater New Orleans Foundation's rebuilding efforts after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. She later served as the Community Specialist and Program Analyst for the AARP Foundation, the charitable affiliate of AARP that serves the vulnerable people 50 and older by creating and advancing solutions that help them build economic opportunity and social connectedness. She's also served as an executive director for Dress for Success in New Orleans and as the donor services officer for the Baton Rouge Area Foundation, where she managed 19 national and local scholarships. Tori is the founder of Emerging Philanthropists in New Orleans, a giving circle for young professionals. She's served on the boards of the Committee for a Better New Orleans and Metropolitan Area Commission, Young Leadership Council, and Form 35. She was selected as a Connecting Leaders Fellow for the Association of Black Foundation Executives. And in two, <laughs> can't read numbers this morning apparently, in 2017, Tori and her husband Bobby relocated back to Shreveport to raise their son Daniel closer to their family. So she has a wealth of knowledge and experience um, in the area that she is about to share with us. Um, so very excited that I can I can introduce you all to my boss. Um, and just FYI, if you want to go and creep on her Facebook and see her son Daniel, he is literally the absolute cutest. So, with oh, that, Tori, he's actually he's actually right here. He's with is us. He? <laughs> all right, but Tori, I'll go ahead and kick it off to you so you can get started. All right. So good morning, y'all. Um, I seeing as how this is a, a much smaller group than um, I had like. Um, in my fears about. Um, it, this is going to be very conversational. Um, I do have some, some like factoids and things like that, but we'll, we'll go through it. And I really want to spend some time kind of um, getting to know, you know, who's in the room, what kind of um, volunteer opportunities you guys um, have had. But first, um, just things that I'm going to talk about. So um, there are, you know, benefits to uh, volunteering professionally and personally. We'll go through that. Um, we want to talk about why volunteering matters. Um, there's a reason that um, volunteering is kind of one of the oldest things that, that we, uh, we know about. Aristotle has quotes about, you know, volunteering and serving others. So it is um, something that we are instilled um, with. Um, we're going to define volunteering. We're also going to talk about the benefits of it. Um, for your personal career. And then we're going to talk about how do you find volunteer opportunities that will uh, benefit you professionally. Okay, so first, even though I know a few of you guys um, and I've, I've met you several times, um, let's go through the, the room and talk about um, who you are, where you work, what your title is there, and kind of give me a brief overview of your volunteer experience. Who wants to go for out? Do I call you out because of how you are on my screen? Because I could do that. Um, I have Laura Lyles number one and Laura Lyles number two. <laughs> Since I'm the real Laura Lyles, I guess I'll consider myself <laughs> Laura Lyles number one. Uh, we're obviously sh sharing our professional uh, Zoom account. <laughs> so I'm Laura Lyles number one. <laughs> uh, I'm the president of the Chamber of Commerce here in Natchitoches. And um, volunteer experience goes way back. Uh, my parents instilled in me starting 
early. They were Kiwanians, and so I got involved in Key Club in high school, and that continued through college. Anything I could get into um, was just fun for me. Lots of volunteer opportunities in college, and then in adulthood, I've had to kind of pare that down as time allows, but I enjoy um, my job happens to be in the nonprofit world, so while I get paid for it, I do consider it uh, parallel to volunteering. It, it provides the same uh, intrinsic value for me as uh, volunteering does, but also I'm active with my alumni sorority group and with my church in a couple of committees. Laura Lyle's number two here. <laughs> known as Maggie Matushka. I am the chamber event coordinator. Um, the only other full-time employee at the chamber office, so office of two, and uh, I do a lot of different volunteer work, but I did more in college, just kind of weaned off in the past couple of years. Um, in the chamber, we have the chamber ambassadors and the Natchez Young Professionals and the A-plus coalition, um, but I'm also, I have been involved with Kiwanis as well, and also the Lesame Service Organization. I want to make sure I start writing things down that I need to take note of. Okay. All right, Michelle. Hey, I'm Michelle Marcotte. I work for SWEPCO. I work in the communications office there, uh, and it's a new job for me. I've only been there a little over a year. I was a journalist before that. Um, and so I actually, with SWEPCO, we have a program called Caring Together, and it's an incentive program for our employees to volunteer in their communities. So I'm particularly interested in the professional aspect and benefits of volunteering. So I can include those in some of the communication that we produce over the next couple of years um, to encourage our employees to volunteer. Um, I, personally, I also, um, I'm the president of the Highland Neighborhood Association, um, Highland Restoration Association. And then I'm really involved in Mardi Gras here in Shreveport. I've been co-captain of the crew of Highland for the past two years. Um, so that's about me. All right, um, Carly. Did she, oh, Carly, did we lose her? Okay, let's go to Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly West. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications from the Natchitoches Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, I, like Laura, um, probably got my love for community service and volunteering from us. My Carly Cullen. Carly, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have like mute rights or, or, or whatever. Um, but Kelly, go ahead, go keep going. Um, we'll, we'll figure so, it out. Um, for, specifically for my dad, because he was always doing something, whether it was volunteering in community theater or Rotary Club or whatnot. So he was always doing something. Um, and um, continued into college, but um, now I um, volunteer with my sorority with Alpha Omicron Pi. I'm a chapter advisor here on campus um, for their chapter here. But I also, um, I'm a member of the Junior League and I'm also on the board of the Food Bank of Central Louisiana. I'm gonna tell my age really quickly. I remember when Alpha Omicron Pi came to Northwestern, I was there. <laughs> That's how old I am. Okay. Uh, Carly, that wasn't that long ago. It, uh, I mean, I've been out of college for 20 years. And they were, they came when for I me, was in college. It wasn't, for me, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Same here. We're not old. We're not old now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carly? Okay. Let's try this again. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, so my name is Carly Cohen. I'm the Director of Donor Relations for United Way of Northwest Louisiana. Um, for volunteering, I've really been volunteering as long as I can remember. Um, my school had a, um, we called it PALS, it was a Peer Assistance and Leadership Program um, in middle school 
where we um, would go and mentor elementary school students. Um, and so I got into that program and I've been volunteering ever since in one capacity or another. Um, so some things that I'm involved with now, um, I'm on the board of the Young Professionals Initiative in Shreveport. I'm on the board of the Association of um, Fundraising Professionals, North Louisiana. Um, I also, um, I volunteer frequently with Junior Achievement, um, which I think Tori plans on, I'm talking about Junior Achievement and her thing, so I won't get into that, um, but, but it is a mentoring opportunity, um, and then I also uh, go and read to third grade students with Step Forward, um, and then I, I do various volunteer opportunities in the community, um, just as, um, as things come up, especially with the Young Professionals Initiative, um, we frequently try and go and volunteer for things together, so um, it kind of seems, I'm sure like you guys, you're always getting involved in one thing or another. All right, Paige, who you guys can't see, but she has a beautiful face. <laughs> hey, I am actually in the car right now, so I apologize for any background noise. Um, but hi, everybody. I am Paige, and I work at United Way also uh, as the communications coordinator. I started there as an intern in March and right as the pandemic started happening. Um, and then I was very blessed and Tori offered me a full-time job in May. And so I've been here since then. Um, and I just graduated with my bachelor's degree this past December in uh, communications. And um, so I'm very excited to learn more. I'm very interested to learn how volunteering can, um, you know, benefit me in my career and lead me to other opportunities. So, yep. <laughs> Thank you, Paige. All right, Lori. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I'm Lori Wallace, and I'm an accounting assistant at BOM Bank. Um, it sounds like all of you have tons of volunteer experience, and I do have some volunteer experience, but one of the reasons why I wanted, was really excited to join in on this session is because it's not something that I've been, like, deeply involved with, um, and I know that I do probably need to volunteer more, and I started working in Natchitoches in November, and so I'm kind of new to the community, so um, not really sure exactly the opportunities here yet. I'm still kind of trying to find my place, but something that I do now volunteer-wise, um, kind of like some of you from our sorority, Capital Delta, um, I volunteer on a national level. And so I work with different chapters around the country, you know, and that's all, even before coronavirus is virtual because they're all so far away. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about volunteering and if any of you know of any opportunity here we'd love to hear from you too all right thank you Lori. jessica i'm here i am here um so i'm jessica i'm the director at the natchitoches parish library and uh my a lot of my volunteer experience is um with our church which my husband is the youth minister, so I'm voluntold to do uh, lots of stuff at the church. Um, but I'm also in Rotary, and I, I try to do as much as I can for the community, um, really to represent the library, but also just because it's, you know, this is my community, so. Just by the way, I love the library. I get a library card in every city I move to. Uh, Carly, I think can speak to that. I preach the library. So you, you already have, you have my heart already. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I love hearing that. Thank you. All right, next, uh, thank you. Um, next I have Deandrea. I'm Deandrea. Um, I live here in Natchitoches, but um, I grew up in East Louisiana. I went to Zachary High. My dad was a volunteer firefighter majority of my life. And then I got into ROTC when I got in high school. And then I, I was the president of an organization called Helping Hands that basically is built off service. And then I worked for the city of Natchitoches and then I created my own nonprofit, the Cody D Foundation. So um, I now provide ways to volunteer, but 
I created the whole organization just to volunteer. So really, I'm here for both sides, how I could be a better volunteer and how I can convince volunteers to come volunteer with me. Okay, great. And uh, last but not least, the lone male in the room, Mark. Well, I'm Mark. I work at Warehouser. I'm a DJI supervisor, newly appointed. Um, I work with the, the Warehouser with the uh, Making Waves uh, Grant Foundation. We work with the uh, community as far as finding different things that we can be involved in. Um, we managed to paint a band room at NJH and uh, do some other type of work in the community. Uh, we, we do the Christmas dinners, we do Thanksgiving dinners out to the community itself. We visit Council and Nation. Uh, for myself personally, I do prison, prison ministry and I volunteer with, with the youth and stuff uh, in various events that they do throughout. So, uh, and I volunteered for the military for 10 years. Uh, oh, wow. Well, thank you guys um, for sharing your story. So, I'm going to share my story. Um, so, I, as Carly said um, in my bio, I'm the Vice President of Resource Development, which is a a, fun, a, a chief fundraiser here for United Way. Um, but I did not want to be a fundraiser. When I left, uh, actually when I went to college, I just knew I was gonna go to work for NASA. Like that was, that was like my dream. And then my backup plan was to go to work at Texas Instrument. And um, I don't know how many people realize like um, people with math degrees, particularly back then when I was going to Northwestern, um, we walked around with that Texas Instrument calculator like it was our life. Um, I had to have it for every single class that I took, including my math, chemistry, and uh, physics classes. So that calculator was my life. So I was like, if I can't go to NASA, I'm going to go work at te Texas Instrument. Um, and so my last year of college, um, I had to uh, find an, some additional scholarship money because money was running out and I didn't want to take out a whole bunch of student loans. I already had a few. And so this nonprofit said, hey, we have this program called AmeriCorps. We'll pay you a stipend. And when you graduate, we'll pay off part of your student loan. Um, you should come do this work. And it's very temporary. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, and then when you go, you take this pot of money with you. And I got there and I loved every bit of it. So much so that the day I graduated, my then boss walked up to me and said, hey, would you like a full-time job uh, running one of the AmeriCorps programs? And I didn't say no. It, it didn't even occur to me that this was the furthest thing from uh, NASA that I could, I could do. Also, a lot less money as well. Um, and so I spent um, about five years working at, with that organization. And when I, after I moved to New Orleans, and I'm just a, you know, 25-year-old um, in New Orleans um, by myself, no friends, hurricanes happen, so the city is kind of desolate, and the only people that were around um, were these, this group called um, the Young Leadership Council, and they, someone invited me to a meeting, and they was like, you should come and sit in this meeting, we're trying to figure out how we're going to keep um, active after, her, after the hurricane and what the organization is going to look like. And it was like I found my tribe. <laughs> I don't know how, how best to describe. I was like, there's a, a guy in this room and he's barely 22 and he's talking about, you know, running for mayor and he's talking about changing the city and making sure that young professionals has a voice. And it was just very empowering to me. And so um, I volunteered with them for a little while. And then one day um, I'm on the uh, committee to host the annual gala. This is a few years later. And they were like, hey, we're going to put you in charge of, you know, collecting sponsorships and fundraising for the gala, which I, I had no uh, clue how to do. But the reason why they did it was because I worked for the Community Foundation. I knew the donors. I knew who the donors' children were. It, it just kind of was a good fit for me to map, map the two. Um, and so we raised a ton of money that year. I had so much fun that they did, then asked me to become vice president of uh, uh, development for the organization. And some of you may be familiar with the YLC. It is a working board. So while you're a volunteer, you, you really are responsible for your department. It is, you, you really do work a lot of hours. So this being VP of development for YLC was about 10 to 15 hours a week, except for during the time of the gala, which became 20 to 30 hours a week. 
Um, and it was very hard to juggle all of it, but, but you, you do manage. And, um, and so I put on that event, my boss, um, well, she wasn't my boss at the time. I, I had this aspiration to become director of donor relations for the Greater New Orleans Foundation, but I worked in the program department. I wasn't doing any fundraising. And so when I applied for the position, she never had, she never thought that I would be interested one and that I was a good fit for it until I came to the interview and I said, you know, for the last year I've been planning this event that you went to and you, you had a really good time and you said it was one of the best events that you had ever attended. That was my event. Um, and you know, so you didn't think of me as a fundraiser, but I've been a fundraiser for the last year in this position. It was a volunteer position that changed the total um, trajectory of my nonprofit career. So there was a nonprofit that I volunteered for for a little while that gave me an opportunity to have a full-time job. And then it was another nonprofit that gave me a, a different um, kind of aspect of what uh, a nonprofit career could look like. And so I've been in fundraising ever since. Um, and it's, it's just very interesting how you have these opportunities and some people, you know, they seize them and, and they make them work for them. And some people, um, they don't realize that it was really the volunteer experience that got them to where they are. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so why does volunteer, um, volunteering matters? We um, have learned a lot through the years, through surveys and studies, that volunteering has benefits for people, you know, emotionally and physically. It makes you feel good. Um, in some cases, it leads to better health outcomes, makes you happier. Um, but we know that there are other effects of volunteering. volunteering as part of your professional trajectory or even an economic driver in the community. And so I want to um, kind of tell you about some of those benefits, but before I, I keep going, I just want to let y'all know, I tend to like speed through. So if you need me to slow down, you have any questions, stop me at any time. Carly tried to work with me on it. I, I, I just was keep speeding. So um, there are several benefits to volunteering in a community. The nonprofit benefits, volunteers tend to be more charitable to the, uh, to the nonprofits that they volunteer with, more so than people who don't volunteer. Um, you also um, have an opportunity to create these meaningful and engaging um, opportunities for the volunteer. Not only because the impact is beneficial to the community, but the return and investment for the nonprofit helps them to continue to meet the needs of the people that they serve. And it is huge. Um, y'all know, a lot of y'all are a part of nonprofits. The amount of time that you invest in a volunteer, you know you're going to get that money back and then some. So, and we do that for a reason. There's community and societal benefits. Um, a community that um, kind of collectively takes care of itself um, it is a, a good thing. So you take care of your most vulnerable in their time of need. It reinforces the good in community. People then want to help more. People know that they can turn to the community um, when they need them. And they also know that when someone else in the community is in need, that they can be there for them because, again, the community was there for them. It's just this cyclical um, beneficial thing. Um, then in corporate benefits, so in, in, in corporations and companies, uh, when they have employees who volunteer and they have this volunteer culture, it improves the employee satisfaction and engagement, um, which means higher morale. We know that higher productivity um, oftentimes more profits in, in, in employee retention. Um, we, you also improve the corporate uh, visibility in the community. And we know that companies' reputation um, kind of brings in more clients, but it also helps them prospect for future um, employer, employees. Because who wants to work for a company that is mostly hated in the community that they're in? Not, not very many people. So it, it is very beneficial for a um, um, corporation to, to be philanthropic with time. And so some good examples of that is, like I, I mentioned earlier, the nonprofit and the return on investment that they have, um, you know, at United Way, we spend a lot of time thinking about volunteer engagement. Um, it is one of the things that we 
we pride ourselves on. We, we even think of it as volunteer. Volunteering is the pipeline to, to donors. So I get them and they know our mission because they have put their hands to the mission. They've worked with the mission. So when I come back to ask them for a donation, they get it. Um, you're also engaging more people in the community. There are people who just, for, for whatever their financial situation is, they're not gonna be able to give you money. And oftentimes it is more beneficial to have them have a positive um, view of you as a nonprofit when they volunteer because they can then spread the word, which will probably turn into more, more funding for you. Um, it's your future board members. Um, I just mentioned, a lot of you've mentioned, you do these kind of small volunteer activities that then lead to being a, a board member. And then you, again, you could just connect donors to, to your mission. Um, in communities, we, um, we see, and I've read a lot of studies preparing for this uh, presentation, the crime rate is lower. And the reason that that kind of exists is because if I know that my community will take care of me, I will go to the community before I go and turn to crime. Um, it, it, it is very beneficial, it's, and it's partly because in a lot of services, you're mentoring children and, and you're letting them know that there are resources out there available to them. So they, cause you know, they're the first ones to turn to crime. Um, it also helps uh, reduce the strain on um, governmental services. So nonprofits are providing food to people in need, which means that the government is not providing that amount of food. Um, and so it is, it is a very cost effective way to help um, your government provide services as well. And then these large scale projects get completed. So, you know, um, I can almost guarantee in Natchitoches especially, there is a park or some type of event that was started because a nonprofit and some volunteers got together and said, this is an unmet need that we would like to fill. And it was them that drove it. And so, you know, these large scale projects often get completed because volunteers uh, take, take the initiative. And then lastly, um, corporate benefits again. I talked about this in the last slide, but you know, your um, employee recruitment and retention is just uh, one of the things that companies, they, they can't buy. It is a low cost way to retain employees. And we know employee turnover is very expensive to a company. So when you offer them opportunities, to make that employee feel fulfilled, you, you, you get to keep them in the long run. Um, you get a, a more highly skilled workforce, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but they get training outside of your company that they may not be able to obtain within your company. Um, leadership opportunities as well, and just the overall improved uh, culture. So before I go to the next slide, I just wanna ask um, y'all, what type of volunteer opportunities do you think about when you hear volunteer? Like, what's the first thing you think about when somebody says, let's go volunteer? Food bank. Food bank. Anybody else? Kids. Like kids? Whether that's okay. programs or whatever that looks like, kids. Anybody yeah, I would else? say something with the kids. What'd you say, Carly? Park cleanups. Park cleanups. I have food bank, kids, park cleanups. That's the, the top, the, the, the three that I heard. Okay. Um, so questions before we, I forgot I put a question slide there. Do you have any questions before we move to the next, to the next thing? All right. So um, how do you define volunteering? So I heard food bank. I heard working with kids. I heard park cleanups. The official definition for uh, volunteering is providing a service unpaid to an organization or, 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 or an agency. And so when you, you hear that, you think of those three opportunities that you, uh, you all said, and it's so funny because look at what's the most reported activity, <laughs> um, volunteer activity, food distribution preparation, mentoring or youth services, and some type of general labor that is a cleanup. Those are the top three reported activities that people report volunteering for. And they are um, very great activities. You know, 
you couldn't find a person to say these are terrible. You should never do these types of events. I mean, they're they are really admirable uh, volunteer opportunities. Um, but let's think about um, other volunteer activities. So um, I'm gonna have several shameless plugs for United Way. By the way, just warning you, just making sure you know. Um, but have you ever thought about organizing your company's uh, workplace donation drive or United Way fundraising campaign? That is a volunteer activity. Uh, what about helping low-income people prepare their annual tax returns? That is a volunteer activity. Um, also helping nonprofits create a long-term strategic plan. A lot of times nonprofits don't pay people for those plans. They actually rely on experts in the field to come in and serve on a strategic plan committee that they're not paying. These are what you call professional volunteer um, opportunities. They have the same benefits as the other. You know, cleaning up a park creates, you know, a service to the community at large, but also saving a nonprofit that makes those parks uh, viable and takes care of those parks in the long run is also a very admirable thing um, to do. So a lot of people don't think about that though. I mean, I planned an annual gala for three years um, and I really looked at, I made sure that that nonprofit had the capacity to continue to do work in the community. And so this is just a visual representation of kind of what we talked about. So you have food distribution um, as one of the top um, areas, youth services. So youth services was broken down into, you know, mentoring kids, tutoring kids, working with kids. Um, general labor was park cleanups, um, neighborhood cleanups, gardening, things like that. And then look here, um, more people would have volunteered doing some type of general labor rather than over doing board service. So I just thought that was kind of a, a aha um, stat that I wanted to share. So volunteering has a significant economic um, impact on our, on our community. One in three people actually report that they complete volunteer work which is donating over 8 billion hours of service. Um, and that's in, that's in, um, in the US. Um, that is equivalent to about $167 billion with a B in value invested back into the community. And volunteer hours are roughly calculated at about $22 per hour. So that's huge. Now, um, would um, a nonprofit prefer probably to have the cash to have the cash rather than the cash equivalent? Um, not always. So another shameless plug for United Way. Um, let's take our Day of Caring for an example. So Day of Caring, it's a huge one-day um, community-wide event that we connect about five to 700 volunteers, depending on the year, to projects at 60 or more nonprofits. We uh, focus in three cities, Shreveport, Bossier, and Minden. And volunteers complete projects like painting, landscaping, clerical work, um, they do some cleaning, they sort food, um, help prepare for food distribution, and other um, in-kind donations. Now, while I know personally, as a fundraiser, I would love to raise $100,000 in one day. I would love it. But um, it, it's not feasible for us to raise $100,000 for that one day and then give that um, money back to the nonprofits because it ends up being about $1,300 back to the nonprofits. And what can a, can a nonprofit really build out a community garden in one day with $1,300? They would have to pay labor for that. Um, labor is very expensive. They would have to pay insurance. Um, and so the, the cash equivalent as far as the, the volunteer's time is, is more valuable than actually giving them the cash because they lose out on this opportunity to create uh, a, a connection with the volunteers as well on a deeper level, giving them this meaningful experience that they can recall again when the nonprofit comes back and asks them for financial support later. So sometimes the cash equivalent in the in-kind the in donation of your time is more valuable than the actual cash. So also um, just kind of thinking about 
um, when I was preparing for this presentation, I, I saw all kinds of stats and I thought that this stat was just really good. Um, while only 30% of people um, in our community um, report that they do volunteer work, two thirds report that they help their neighbors, family and friends in need. So even in the most informal sense, we are still very philanthropic with our time. We just don't think of it in those terms. Um, it's kind of unofficial community service, um, but it's a great way to connect with our neighbors and build community and goodwill. So we, we, we may not think about it all the time, but if your neighbor calls you and say, if you could get my mail for me, if you could um, you know, maybe uh, drop me off at the airport, you're, you're actually providing a service to them that is also an economic service it's a, and you're doing it free of charge where they may have had to pay someone to do it um, otherwise. All right, so I know that was a lot of information, a lot. Um, but I thought it was important for me to give you some context on the impact of um, what volunteering has on our community. So we can go on to the um, benefits of volunteering. But before I move on, does anybody have any questions? All right, let's, let's move, move it. So um, there are four ways in which volunteering can, actually there are more than four ways, there, there's several, but I'm going to focus on these four ways that volunteering um, can help you in your professional career. So it helps you gain career experience, um, you can try out a new career, um, gives you some very good low-cost training opportunities, as well as building your network. So let's start with um, gaining career experience. So um, volunteering gives you a chance to gain the work experience in your field or not in your field, but if you just graduated from college and you're, in a, you're applying for an entry-level job, um, you can find yourself in a, in, in a really tough situation because you really don't have a lot of experience um, because it's your first job. So volunteering can help you gain some of that experience by uh, getting that valuable first experience under your belt, you become a lot more em employable. Um, even if you're a seasoned employee, however, um, your employer, just like me, my, my boss at the Greater New Orleans Foundation did not think of me as a fundraiser. It was the volunteer experience that um, gave me the experience that I needed to kind of advance my career in, in the direction that I wanted to go. You know, volunteering, leading volunteers, that's, you know, organizing events, managing a committee, serving on a board. These are all leadership opportunities that you get to gain um, and, and not have to uh, gain while you're at work. These are valuable skills that you get through unpaid, um, unpaid opportunities. Um, so, uh, let's see, next one. Um, trying out a new career. This is kind of my, my favorite one because I did try out uh, fundraising as a new career um, as a volunteer. It can be difficult to know which career you want to pursue without actually trying it. Taking a full-time pay position is a big commitment and if you kind of skip around jobs and careers too regularly, sometimes it, it, it makes the employer think you're not serious about work. Um, and so doing volunteer work is a great way of trying to, you know, test the waters uh, to see if it's something you want to do. These um, opportunities can enhance your resume. These are skills you can gain to fill the gaps uh, that your current position may not utilize or need. And I, I, I'm going to pick on Carly again um, now because she did mention JA earlier. So the perfect example of that is teaching. Let's say you love kids. You say you want to be around kids all day. You want to hug them. You want to kiss them. You think they're just the greatest thing in the world. But you don't know if you should be a teacher. Well, go to Junior Achievement. They will help you um, kind of gain some, some teaching experience. You, you can test it out. You can present the, the financial literacy information to kids. Um, you can pick age range. You can test out kids from kindergarten all the way to high school. You can see kind of where you want to be. And it could be after you leave JA, you know that you like some kids. You don't like all kids. It's just a great way for you to test out if um, teaching is for you. 
so let's next one training opportunities free low cost in-depth training so through more affordable part-time um courses that are coming through we're, we're finding that education can 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 get a little um expensive and extensive but thinking about how can you receive that free training. So I just talked about it in the last slide. So the, a lot of this kind of over, overlaps. Um, a lot of organizations that use volunteers, they provide that extensive training. So talked about JA a little bit. I'm gonna go a little bit more in depth. So JA again uses volunteers in the classroom to teach those uh, financial literacy uh, courses. Now I volunteer for, for one day, but I received a lot, very in-depth, extensive training on how to work with kids with trauma, how to identify trauma, um, how the importance of engaging an entire group of people and not just kind of focusing on one, and how to maintain control of a group of kids. Let's be honest. I mean, I had kindergarten. Oh, they, they're not trying to hear me talk for a full four or five hours. And I, I was talking through this with Carla, and she said, no, you were there for about four or five hours. And I was like, couldn't have been. I was there for like two hours tops. But she was like, nope, you were there for a whole day. It was very long. I thought that the kids were great. I did. I don't want to do it again. But the training that I, I received, I now know, like, I'm, I'm using a lot of the tips that I received. I'm looking at each of your faces. I'm trying to make sure that you're engaged with me. You know, I'm stopping when I need to stop to make sure that I can kind of slow down if I need to slow down. I got that training from Junior Achievement. Um, another example is United Way. We use campaign ambassadors. Um, these are people who work for our corporate partners um, and they help us manage the company's fundraising activities. We also provide trainings for these. Um, we help them with, the pub with their public speaking skills. We help them organize presentations. Um, we, and after they are trained with us, they are actually well versed on the needs of their community. We put out an ALICE uh, report every year and we go over the ALICE stats and ALICE stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained but Employed. That is a cute and fancy way of saying our working poor in our community. People who work but don't make quite enough to improve their outcomes. By the time um, that ambassador is finished training with us and have gone through a full uh, session of their fundraising. They know what Alice is. They know the stats of Alice in not only their city, but our region and maybe even our state. So that is extensive training that we give for free um, just so that we can make sure that when they are in their companies and they're asked questions, they, they are well equipped to answer those questions um, about the fundraising campaign. All right, so networking, improving job prospects. So um, at first I had on here, um, get to know people so people can know you. I mean, that is just the, the best advice that I could ever give anyone. Um, your networking is very, your network is very important. First, in a competitive job market, professional networking is essential and volunteering is a, a great way to expand it. Um, getting a professional recommendation can uh, uh, significantly increase your chance of getting a job. Secondly, as always, um, employers, they, they do look at your volunteer work on your resume. You, some people think, oh, they don't, they don't care. Um, and sometimes they might not, but when you get into that job, you might not be considered um, management material because you didn't have it and someone else did. And so they're, they're grooming that person. You want to make sure that when you're hired on, even if you're not hired on to be management, that when you come in, they see you as management material and they, they are starting to groom you for that next position day one. I know my team can attest to this, Carly and Paige. I'm, I'm grooming them because I'm leaving every day. Every day is my last day. And I wanna make sure that they are ready to step into the position when I leave. And it's not because, um, I think that they're going to take my place. It's because when she, Carly or Paige or whoever on my team leaves, they're going to look back at United Way and say, I received extensive training. Um, she, my boss, will help me get to the next place that I want to go to. So it is very important 
that volunteer services on your resume because it, it helps your boss think of you in, 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 a, in a different light. Um, and so just kind of thinking about all the things that I've done over the last years and putting this presentation together, it, it hit me that um, I haven't actively looked for a job um, in, in the last 10 to 15 years. Every job that I've received um, since New Orleans, I've gotten because someone in my network called me and said, hey, here's this job. Um, I, I called them and told them that they should give you a call or you should, you should apply. I've not actively gone out seeking for jobs. Um, and so it's my network that I've built over the years who, that is now sustaining me into my career and helping me advance at each level. All right, any questions? I, I kept putting these comment question sections just to kind of slow myself down. Thank you, Carly, for that advice. Um, so anybody have any questions so far? All right, so now to the fun part. How do you find these volunteer opportunities that will, that will boost you professionally? So I um, have three kind of areas that I wanna talk about. So the first is leadership training. Second is stalk your dream squad. And third, create your own. And so the, the first one is, I mean, you guys, um, you, you're kind of a committed audience, so you know. There are so many community programs out there right now that provide leadership development training. The trainings are designed to educate diverse professionals, primarily focusing on the young professionals uh, to strengthen nonprofits and increase um, civic engagement and philanthropy. They're out there. Some are free, some are not. Um, at the local level, examples would be um, leadership Natchitoches um, with your chamber, um, Shreveport Leadership here with our chamber, um, civic groups like Rotary. I heard somebody mention earlier that they were a member of Rotary, Lions Club. These groups, they invest in leadership development because they know it is very important to sustain their organization, that they have to train the people coming up behind them to be prepared to take over. Um, at the state level, we have leadership programs called Leadership Louisiana through uh, CABLE or the Council for Better Louisiana. You also have connecting leaders through, um, community leaders through Louisiana Association of Nonprofit Organizations, or LANO. At the national level, there, there's so many as well. Carly mentioned um, in my bio, I was a member of the Association for Black Foundation Executives, um, and I actually became a member of that group because I was accepted to the Connecting Leaders Program, and that was out of New York. I got to spend an entire week in New York. Um, and it wasn't free because a lot of these national programs, they're not necessarily free, but you can get your employer to pay, pay for them. Now, I know that's easier said than done, but there are some employers that really value um, their employees taking initiative and looking for these leadership opportunities. So there is some wiggle room. It just kind of depends um, on budgeting and things like that. But there's always a way to get these opportunities paid for. And I will tell you from the state level, um, we have uh, discovered the incumbent worker training program. That is a whole other session. But if you have any questions about the incumbent worker training program and how to um, help your employees get more training and have the state pay for it, I'll be happy to talk to you about it um, at, a, at, at a different time. Um, the next one is Stalker Squad. Now, this is my favorite. Um, Stalking your, your dream squad, is there someone in your life that you would love to work with? Now, my dream squad is Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama. Love them. Look to them all the time. Um, and I, I, if I wanted to um, work for them, I, I would, of course, need to attack this in a very professional way. Got to create a smart goal. I got I to gotta know what um, initiatives that they love. What are they passionate about? And now you can't be fake with it. Now, uh, Michelle and Oprah are all about um, empowering young girls. Well, if you don't like young teenage girls, that's not the initiative you want to work on. But you, you got to find your similar passion. So I would want to maybe um, become the, let's say, president and CEO of the Obama Foundation. Well, what's my end there? Well, I can volunteer with one of their um, 
you know, Girls Opportunity Alliance, because that's one of their initiatives. See, I, I know this because I do stalk them in, in real life. I would maybe volunteer with that, maybe bring the program to Shreveport and figure out how to help the outcomes that they're looking to meet um, and bring them to Shreveport and make that program a very powerful and meaningful program in my city. And then what might turn out into, um, well, Michelle Obama sends me a shout out on Twitter or um, comes visit my program. You know, that is me putting together a very smart goal and that's the, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, you know, that, that smart goal so that I can be one day in a position to get a job to work for the Obama Foundation. Now, more realistically, more practically, um, let's just say your goal is to work at United Way. Well, shameless plug again, um, because you think working with me, it would be the greatest thing in the world because I am the greatest boss. Um, but United Way currently does not have a position available um, right now. So what would you do? You might serve on your um, company's United Way campaign as the volunteer and you get to know United Way. Um, you might um, say, you know what, I would love to serve on your campaign cabinet, which is our fundraising committee. Or, and then, you know, we'll eventually invite you to serve on the board. And when there is an, eventually a job at United Way, when you um, kind of let us know you're interested in that job, you're not um, interviewing with strangers. You're not contacting strangers. You're contacting friends and colleagues at that point. You have a rapport with us. You're very familiar with the organization. You already have a leg up. And if the position is in fundraising and you've served on our fundraising committee, you, you, know, you help raise funds through your workplace campaign, we, we will take that volunteer experience very seriously. Because you did that in a capacity where you were not being paid to do it, and you did it happily and willingly. Um, and then again, the last one is just, you know, create your own. Um, all the problems in our world have not been solved. Um, it takes a person who is very passionate about just one of them to really solve it and attack it. We, we know that. Um, I, I have this example. Um, when I was the executive director for Dress for Success, um, and I don't know if y'all are very familiar with the organization or not, but what they do is um, women who are returning into the workforce for whatever reason, um, they give them free clothes for a job interview, um, and then they give them clothes to start their wardrobe if, should they get the job. And beyond that, they also create um, help them create their resume, they help do um, soft skills training, they provide them with the support that they need to become successful returning to, to the workforce. Now, oftentimes people donate to Dress for Success, they just want to get rid of their old clothes. And so it was very hard to get people to give to support the other programs financially because all they want to do was, well, I gave clothes, so I, I, I'm supporting it. And it was a volunteer um, for Dress for Success that just kind of went to the warehouse one day and said, it is just too many clothes here. Like, what are we going to do? And she came up with this solution and how to turn the annual inventory sale into this like large scale fundraiser. Um, she got the mall to donate space. And I mean, think about this is pre-COVID. So the mall was still bustling. She got the mall to donate retail space and she did a pop-up shop and made it look like a consignment boutique. And over six weeks, she raised all the money that we needed to sustain the program for a year. And so it actually ended up becoming this annual event. This was her project and she wanted to leave this lasting impact with um, Dress for Success. Now she started out as a volunteer who would come in once a week to help women pick out their clothes. She ended up becoming the board chair of Dress for Success um, she served with several other influential women in, um, in the city. And I just always say all because she went to the warehouse one day and couldn't fit another outfit into the warehouse. This was her idea. This was her baby and she owned it. And so when you see a problem in, in the community, you want to change it. It is you who has to change it. It's not someone else. Like create your own. And what happens is people then see you as a leader. They see that you can take an idea and, and, and turn it into something tangible. And so 
just know that um, when you think about volunteering and what it means to your professional career, you're thinking about not only, um, you know, just kind of closing a little bit, but not only um, what you are going to do, but how it impacts the community, how you uh, give benefit to, you know, your current employer, your nonprofits that you're helping, the community at large. You're also thinking about how um, your career can be benefited. You, you know, you, you've gained a new experience. You, you've gotten some training, et cetera. Like these are great opportunities for you to kind of stay passionate. So I wanna um, just kind of close and thank you for allowing me to share with you today. I know this is a lot of information. Um, honestly, um, these are steps that I've taken that I just, I guess I've taken for granted. And it was thanks to Carly who helped me like put it on paper. This is just second nature to me at this point. Um, I don't think of me actively pursuing my what's next in life when I'm doing these volunteer opportunities. It's just kind of just natural. And so volunteering um, is just kind of one of the ways I use um, this skill, the skills that I gain in volunteering for, for my job. Um, this is my contact information. I know sometimes people don't want to ask questions in front of everyone. So if you want to contact me um, outside of this, here's my contact information. Um, I, I email and call. I am a Gen X, so I believe in both. Um, you don't have to just email me. Um, and also, I'm happy to share this PowerPoint as a PDF if, if um, anyone needs me to. So I'm, oh my, my God, it's already nine o'clock. So does anyone have any questions at all? I'll open it up. I don't have a question, but I do want to give a shout out to United Way. Um, we did the literacy kits. Um, as our staff development day here at the library and to me that was you know not everybody I don't think just naturally wants well I'm making an assumption I don't feel that everybody wants to volunteer or give back you know to their community but sometimes um, being in charge you have to kind of force people to do that um, or maybe to, to take, make them take that first step. Um, and the literacy kits, I wasn't sure that the library staff would enjoy it, but they really loved doing it from start to finish and actually going to LP Bond and delivering the kits uh, to the kids. Um, and so much so that, I mean, they, they've already asked if we can do that again. So just, Shout out to United Way for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I don't know um, who's on. No, neither one of y'all were involved with that, right, Carly? You weren't involved with that. No. So I will, I will let Harper and Jennifer yeah. know. Yep, um, Jennifer, yeah. that's who it was. I will let them know that you guys really enjoyed it. We we love the literacy kits. We, um, we I think it's kind of our go-to on-site volunteer opportunities. It, um, just kind of give a little background. We have these on-site, on-job site volunteer opportunities. It makes it real easy for you to give back to your community while you're still at work. Um, they're, they're very short in your commitment time, so they can range between 30 minutes. I've done literacy kits over a lunch break where the employer brought in pizza and cupcakes. They built out um, hundreds of literacy kits. At the end of it, we take the literacy kits or they kind of designate that they want to deliver them themselves. Um, it's very low cost, very high pack volunteer opportunities. Um, we, we, we think that they are um, kind of the future of where we're going right now in the world of COVID. It is probably the best way that we can connect to our community is for us to, to um, start offering up literacy kits to companies and, and saying we can... Um, uh, deliver these two programs that are still uh, providing services to children today. All right, any other I, comments? I wanted to add something, Tori. Um, I love, I love the um, Stalk Your Dream Squad. I do that in the chamber world. I have my chamber crushes that I keep an eye on and I see what they're doing. And it's not necessarily a way for me to get involved with them, but just to 
um, find ways to emulate them or, you know, borrow mm -hmm. from them <laughs> if we need to. Um, and I think that from a volunteer standpoint, it's, it's pretty easy a lot of times to say, well, this is my passion. Let me find a way to volunteer um, that, that can help me give back to the community through my passion. As a nonprofit, and so many of us on the call are looking at it from that angle, like Jessica talking about, you know, finding ways to encourage people to volunteer. How, how can we flip that and stalk people who would be the right match for us to volunteer? You know, how do we get the word out to potential volunteers um, for those opportunities? So I would say the best way is you have to connect with them. You have to serve with them. They have to see you. Um, Carly can can attest to this. This is this is what we we do. It, getting a volunteer is just just like fundraising for them to give you money. You want them to give you one of the most valuable things that they can never give get back. Once they give it to you, it's gone forever, and it's their time. And so you have to build a connection with them. And so um, you need to be where they are. You, you do need to stalk them. You need to go to them. So if I know that, um, and I'm, I'm going to use the little bit of knowledge of uh, Nagadish that I still have, I, I want Lee Posey to be my, you know, next board chair. Well, guess what? I got to go to city council meetings. I have to um, go to Rotary meetings because I think he's a member of Rotary. Um, I also need to attend some of the Northwestern um, events that I know he's going to be at. I need to be where he is. I need to be in the room where it happens. Another negative reference. I mean, Hamilton reference. Um, I need to be there because he um, is my, he's my target. He is my goal. And so he is not going to give me time and he doesn't know me. So if you're stalking people to be on your board, you're stalking them to be on your committees, you're stalking them to, um, to, to not just as a fundraising perspective, but you're stalking them to be present in, in, in things that you're doing, you have to, um, you know, insert yourself into the narrative, Hamilton. So just kind of, you know, you, you have to do that. Does that answer your question? I know Jessica mentioned that earlier, and, I, and I'm sorry, I didn't write it down in time, and by the time I got my notepad, I forgot it. That answers it perfectly. I have a lot of notes here with really good words. That's all really good perspective. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Well, y'all, thank y'all. This was fun. It was not as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. I also loved the stock your dream squad thing. I cannot wait to go home tonight and make like a vision <laughs> board. I'm going to get magazine cutouts and this is my dream squad. And this is what I want to be like them, emulate with them with their uh, volunteer experience. I love that idea so much. I actually got that from um, the Connecting Leaders Fellowship for the um, foundation executives. Um, so she asked me, um, so they give you a mentor and my mentor asked me, who, what, what do you want to do in 10 years? That's what she said. And I said, oh, you know, it's so hard to say, you know, I can't kind of pin it down. I, you know, I just want to do good. And she's like, then you don't know what you want to do. Like, she, it was just very like, you don't know what you want to do. I need you to get this vision board. And she gave me four questions that I had to answer through my vision board. It was, who do I want to work with? Where do I want to do the work? What is the work? And what is the impact of the work? So through this like extensive program with her, I was able to come up with this very firm statement that I want to be the president and CEO of a nonprofit that is impacting young black girls who have a dream of being um, going into a math or science field. That was that was very by the end of it, she was like, that is very specific. And she said, the only question you didn't um, answer is where do you want to do the work? And, and at the time I said, I want to be closer to, to my parents because I was living in DC at the time. I want to be closer to my parents. And look at me, I'm now back in Shreveport working for a nonprofit. Their primary focus is Alice, the working poor, people who look like me. And it, it may not be encouraging them to go in math and science, but it is encouraging them to just stay on the path. 
And I might not be the president and CEO, but you know, um, the right hand to the man. You know, Hamilton can just be in all of this stuff. I should have, I should have did a Hamilton theme presentation. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm the right hand to the man right now. So I'm on my way to accomplishing this goal. And it, it was a woman who told me, "You can't answer the question. You, you need to, you need to do it." And she said, "You start with stalking your dream spot." Who do you want to work with? That was just like, you need to answer that question before you think about any of the other questions. That is amazing. I took notes that entire time you were just talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. And I guess we lost our, our gentleman. Um, yes. Mark messaged me and said he had to go interview someone, but he was, he really enjoyed the presentation. Oh, thank Tim. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. Okay, I'm gonna um, have to turn this presentation into a very United Way focused one because I think we want to use this for United Way. Um, so if y'all have any feedback for me, please, um, you know, reach out. I did put my contact information up. So um, I hope you all got it. If you have questions, don't be shy. Send me an email. Give me a, give me a phone call. I take those too. Um, and y'all have a great day. You too. Thank you so much, Tori. And thank you to everyone who sat in on this session. Um, if anybody, uh, if you guys haven't done the bingo cards yet, please go and participate in the bingo cards. And we will see everybody at noon for the Larkin Simpson session on We Make Good Stuff. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tori. Bye. Thank you.